All right, guys. Want to appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of Beyond the Curtain, episode numero quattro. That's four for people that speak English. You should at least, if you don't know what quattro means, take up a little bit on foreign language classes. It'll help you out in the long run. I promise you. Even if you're going on vacation, it helps you out so much. Anyways, guys, I can't believe we're on episode number four. Appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week to Beyond the Curtain, helping me out, helping out this podcast, helping out everything that is to do with this podcast.、Um, appreciate you guys' feedback either by listening to Spotify, Google Podcasts,、uh, Facebook, Twitter, or even if you have the Anchor app. Appreciate you guys tuning in and continuing to support me, guys. We have a Facebook and Twitter page. The Facebook page is at Beyond the Curtain Wrestling Podcast. Twitter it's Beyond without the O in Beyond. Beyond the curtain, at Beyond the curtain, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You'll be able to listen to these podcasts as I share them on social media, as well as give some interesting perspectives, give you guys a little bit of a platform to integrate and connect and、uh, talk about all sorts of stuff with us. So, follow the Facebook page, like the Twitter page, and、um, if you guys have Spotify and you listen to podcasts on Spotify or on Spotify, you can follow us at Beyond the Wrestling. Beyond the wrestling, I mean, it is beyond the wrestling, beyond the curtain wrestling podcast. There's always at least one episode that I have messed up on something that. At Beyond the Curtain Wrestling Podcast, follow us on pod,、uh, Spotify. We can listen to all your favorite podcasts on, as well as Google、uh, Podcasts as well. So, guys, on this episode, we're going to talk about another 205 Live review from last Wednesday. I know I take forever to upload these and give my predictions on. I need to get better at that. I promise, and I am going to get better at that. Talk about the 205 Live、uh, episode of November 28th, and as well as the hot topic from Beyond the Curtain tonight. We talk about the downfall of Monday Night Raw. Once again, if you guys haven't heard any of these podcasts before, I'm on a Raw boycott ever since Brock Lesnar became Universal Champion at Crown Jewel at the beginning of November. I have not watched a single episode of Raw. So, how are you guys going to say? Well, how can you really critique that if you've never seen it? Well, there is a thing called the internet where you read things. I know people like to watch things and and、uh, get snippets of highlights of shows and stuff like that. I just read the reviews, and I can picture it in my mind and almost vomit in the mouth at thought of some of these things. So, before we get into that, guys, so、uh, how was your week, guys, this week?、Uh, between last time we talked, last Monday, last Tuesday, to now today, which I'm recording this on Tuesday, December the fourth at eleven o'clock Eastern Time. Podcast will hopefully be up by Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, so you guys can listen to this. Hopefully, give me your feedback and、uh, all that Gucci stuff. Hope you guys are having an awesome day, awesome afternoon, evening, awesome week. Whether if it's school or work or laying around the house on vacation, if you're injured and you have to recuperate, if you're sick. Either way, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are having a great week and continue to do so. Um, I know this past weekend was a pretty cool weekend for myself.、Um, one of my friends and I got the chance to travel down to Charlotte and got tickets to、uh, go to the ACC championship game, which our favorite team is the Clemson Tigers. And Clemson, of course, was playing against Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Panthers. And oddly enough, the Pittsburgh Panthers were playing inside the NFL Carolina Panthers stadium. Interesting.、Um, yeah, we got we got free tickets. It was amazing how that happened.、Uh, to put stuff in raffles and won tickets. It's amazing.、Um, 
you know, that night was awesome. Uh, in the rain, you know, it wasn't heavily raining all day, all, all game long, but I had a nice little poncho that kept me dry for the most of the game. Um, and best part about it is we got to see our Clemson Tigers win their fourth straight ACC championship. They're going to the college football playoff as they are the number two seed in that. And we'll play the number three seed, Notre Dame, in the Cotton Bowl in Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, 29th of December at 4 p.m. I know some of you guys are thinking, is this a wrestling podcast or a sports podcast? Well, <laughs> hopefully I'm not going to be you know too much longer with that. But uh, it was really cool, really exciting about that. I had a pretty good, good weekend Friday night. Um, I live uh, around Charlotte area, and we have uh, the Charlotte Motor Speedway. That's down about 15 minutes, 25 minutes away from my house. My girlfriend and I and uh, her daughter, we got to go down to the Speedway and enjoy some Christmas lights. Um, got to see Santa and uh, got to do all sorts of cool stuff with that. So that was pretty cool. Very exciting. Um, had a really good time with that. I bought a Clemson knit hat, beanie, toboggan, whatever you guys call it. I bought one for 10 bucks because I never had one. And I was wearing one for the ACC Championship game in case, you know, anything were to happen or... You know, if he got free tickets or whatever, I was still going to support him. And I left it in my girlfriend's car. So, maybe it's good luck because they won. Maybe I should leave it in her car. I don't know. Anyways, if you guys have college favorite favorite college teams, favorite NFL, NBA, MLS, you know, Premier League, NHL, anything, feel free to leave your comments with that below as well as the comments for this episode. Um, exciting announcement that I will start sharing with you guys. Give me a little bit of hints. But I'm not going to give away too too much. I will uh, I will be integrating with a colleague of mine that also has a podcast for wrestling, dedicated wrestling, Cheap Pete Wrestling Podcast, hosted by James Beely, which you can also find on Spotify at Cheap Pete Wrestling Podcast, as well as Facebook Cheap Pete Wrestling Podcast. Um, fantastic stuff he does over there with some of his reviews. He gives his take on uh, Raw and different other brands and WWE, and gives his thoughts on wrestling as a general. Really cool, knowledgeable guy. One of my good friends and uh, um, just has a really cool podcast with that. Randall also has one, Unhinged. You can look that up at uh, Unhinged on either Facebook via the OSN Outlaw Sports Network Facebook page or just uh, search up Unhinged Wrestling Podcast. Cool stuff over there for Randall for sure. Um, my friend James and I, though, we uh, we are going to be doing something regarding sports at the beginning of the new year can't really elaborate too much more on that because we're still working on the details and the kinks we are going to be using this app so you guys will be able to listen to this on uh, the same platforms uh, google podcast spotify um, all sorts of different social media platforms as well um, should be making a facebook page and a twitter page here soon as well as making a spotify page so we can hook up to every single way possible you guys can listen to it. But it's going to be a sports-themed podcast relating to a specific team and a specific sport. We're excited about that. Still in the pre-planning phases of that. Um, but some interesting and exciting things are coming in for 2019 for not only this podcast, but future uh, projects as well. So I keep you guys updated with every week as we go by and we get closer to the new year and start doing some cool things. Um, another thing, guys, is January 4th, Russell Kingdom 13 in the Tokyo Dome. Got some exciting matches that's going to be happening there. Jericho's going to be on the card. Tanahashi's going to be on the card. Kenny Omega, of course, is going to be on the card. All sorts of fantastic matches. And I'm going to be giving a preview and prediction show the week before 
the show at the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm going to try to watch that live as much as I can before I fall asleep. It was my first year last year of doing that. I fell asleep right before the Jericho Omega match and uh, woke up right in time for that and watched that in the main event between Naito and uh, Okada. So um, hopefully we'll be able to watch that. I will be giving a, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a live stream of that, my reactions, or if uh, cause it's going to be you know 4 o'clock in the morning here a.m. Uh, or three o'clock a.m. Eastern time zone wise in America, probably give my 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 review of that the next day after recuperating and uh, upload that. So that'll be cool. But that's January fourth, New Year's though. Something exciting will be happening. So guys, stay tuned for not only my Facebook pages, but James with Cheap Heat Wrestling Podcast. Check out his social media platforms as well. Um, interesting stuff coming up. So. Next up, guys, we're going to be talking about the 205 Live review, get that situated out of the way, and then have my Beyond the Curtain hot topic of the night, the downfall of Raw. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back in just a second with 205 Live review. Stay tuned. All right, guys, so let's get into the 205 Live review for November the 28th, on 2018, the year of our Lord, on the WWE Network. Interesting episode we had that uh, took place here tonight on this episode. Uh, we got Noam Dar versus Mike Kanellis. You got a day with Tommy um, versus Joseph Boots and Tights. Uh, and you can't imagine in the main event, big main event between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali versus Tony Nice and Buddy Murphy. Definitely a pretty good action-packed episode here we got for 205 Live. So opening up. We've got first match of the evening. Noam Dar versus Mike Kanellis. Of course, Maria is accompanying Mike Kanellis to ringside. Um, match quickly goes out to the floor. Um, and then uh, as they get out there, Dar makes contact, eye contact with Maria, and that allows Mike to attack and take control of the match. They get back inside the ring. Um, Mike tries to attempt a running crossbody and misses. Noam follows up with a quick drop kick, drip, quick drop kick, um, and then pretty cool combination of strikes he's got here. Uh, but Canellas does fight off a suplex and hits a spine buster for a two count. And then guess who? The Lucha, the Lucha House Party. They arrive to distract Canellas. Callisto uh, then kicks Canellas with the referee turned, and Nadar hits the Nova Roller for the win. Um. Kind of an interesting setup here. It kind of reminded me of a cliche Raw match uh, where the match really didn't matter much. Um, uh, you know, it was not a great finish in the world. I guess part of the feud between the Lucha House Party, Canellas, and TJP. But, uh, you know, this, this kind of stuff has been not seen much on 205 Live recently. But uh, it did feel a bit out of place. But I uh, give that match a... Uh, Really a D, just because it was just not the greatest thing in the world. Um, anyways, go backstage where Brian Kendrick and Kira Tazawa are hanging out. They're hitting pads. They're forming a relationship here, forming a good relationship, becoming friends, becoming acquaintances, and and uh, becoming friendly, becoming a team, quite frankly. Um, next, we see Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher. They cut a pre-tape promo, kind of running down the whole um, story of Brian Kendrick of him becoming weak. Um, Drew Gulak calls Kendrick a, <laughs> a homeless little DiCaprio. Um, 
which is interesting. <laughs> but uh, um, Gulak basically calls out um, Kendrick for a match next week on 205 Live. So that'll be on this week's edition, which will be coming out tomorrow, Wednesday, December the 5th. That's with this recording, of course. Uh, next up, we have a match between Hideo with Tommy versus Joseph Boots and Tights. Um, squash match, basically. Uh, but it's great to see Hideo with Tommy back in the ring after a little bit of an absence. Um, attacks at the bell. Did Hideo beating the crap out of his opponents with ease. Hitting a hanging knee drop. He follows up with a flurry of strikes, a corner drop kick, and hits the cutter for the win. Um, a little bit less of a two-minute match. Hideo Tommy gets that squash match. We've always got squash match in the middle of the show, it seems like, for the past few weeks. At least ever since I've been covering 205 Live. Um, Hideo, of course, you know, interesting squash match, but it was great to see him back in the ring. Um, and to reintroduce the into the mix after a long layoff. It was great. Um, post-match, Hideo uh, kicks the living crap out of his opponents. And after seven months, Aria Davari makes its return, comes to the ring. He lays the boots to the, to the guys that jobbed and. That's the time it hit him and he does. So Davari says respects to Tommy and they shake hands. That was a cool way to bring back Davari and set up an interesting storyline between those two. I'm going to be interested to see how that storyline develops in the coming weeks between Hale Tommy and Arya Davari. Uh, good to see both guys coming back and looking good. So good to see that. Some new fresh faces on 205 Live. Uh, DJP now go backstage where he meets with uh, general manager Drake Maverick and basically wants a title shot like TJP always does. I love TJP, man. He's got some great in rework. And like I said a couple weeks ago, he's one of the best technicians in the WWE as a whole. His form of submissions is amazing, but it does get a little annoying with uh, his talking. Maverick does remind him that he just lost to Grand Metal League. Uh, and TJP brings up the, well, Drake Maverick being himself on national television. Um, then Mike Nelson and Maria Canales arrive, and Drake says that next week, Canales and JP will take on the Lucha House Party under Tornado Tag Team Match rules, which means that there are no tag-ins, and everybody basically it's free-for-all. So that'll be interesting to see. Hopefully that'll be a good match for next week. And now we get to our main event of the evening. Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali versus Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy. Very anticipated tag team matchup to end 205 Live here tonight. By the way, I give that uh, Hideo Tommy squash match a D+. Plus. Not opposing very well so far for 205 Live match wise. Um, actually, no, I'm going to give that a C, a C minus. I got to give that a C minus. Um, anyways, main event time. Uh, Nees and Alexander, they begin the matchup. Uh, they lock up, and Tony overpowers him and poses like he always does, you know, superior athlete. Uh, they pick up the pace a little bit, and uh, Alexander has some great counters, but uh, Nees fires back, runs into a head scissors and drop kick for two. Ali tags in, and they double team Tony Nees, him and uh, Cedric, but Nees powers up and tags in Buddy Murphy. And, Ali hits a runner and a drop kick. Perfect there. Uh, runs, uh, hits a running knee strike that gets a two count. Um, kind of give you a little bit more, uh, you know, blind tag by Buddy. It's a flying knee strike for a two count. And then Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy kind of work on quick tags. They beat up Alexander in the corner. Um, of course, Alexander manages to run them together. Tags and Mustafa Ali. Um, Ali hits a high cross, he runs wild, hits the end of Guri, hits an X-Factor, the sit-down powerbomb, only gets a two-count out of that. Bunny Murphy cuts him off by uh, well, slamming him to the turnbuckles and kicks him to the floor. Uh, Tony Nese tags in, poses once again, <laughs> then uh, slams himself to the apron, back in, and Nese gets covered too. Buddy gets back in, um, tags in from Tony Nese, lays and strikes in, uh, gets a cradle for Ali, only gets two. Um, Murphy cuts him off with a lariat that probably would make Arn Anderson... And JBL very proud. He only gets a duke out of that. 
A quick tag back in comes Tony Nese, and Ali fights off and runs them in together. And Buddy pulls uh, Alexander to the floor, though, to stop the tag. Um, Cetra chases Ali Nese to keep the control over Ali. Um, Buddy Murphy tags back in, lays a bunch of uh, strikes and kicks, but Ali hits a desperation into Guri, which was fantastic. Um, tag into Alexander, and Cedric runs wild and hits a flatliner for two. Tony cuts off the springboard, runs into Nice. Um, nice runs into Buddy to escape the Doomsday device. Ali comes in and they look for a Tower of Doom, but Buddy pulls Ali to the floor and Cedric hits a big rope, or hits a big tope, and back in. Buddy hits V-Trigger on Ali. Murphy's Law is countered. And Alexander tags in. DDT by Mustafa. Lumbar check by Alexander, and he pins the champion. Pins the champion, did Cedric Alexander. Buddy Mur- pins Buddy Murphy. Obviously, this is the best thing on the show by a long shot. Uh, they all work so well together. And this is easily why these four main event guys on 205 Live. Buddy Murphy is a great competitor and a great champion. Mustafa Ali is fantastic in the ring. Cedric always is. And Tony Nese provides that good stability of power and speed and skill. Fantastic for, I like to call them. Uh, the work to feel effortless, and it was a really fun matchup to watch. Um, so we're going forward with Alexander, you know, um, as friends, both him and Ali, gunning for that championship. So uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what this storyline carries into the next few weeks or as we get for TLC to see where you know, who fights for this Cruiserweight Championship. Is it going to be Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali? Then you got good old TJP trying to get himself another title shot. Um, so we'll see what happens next week there. Um, already announced, we've got Brian Kendrick will face Drew Gulak. Um, and then Canellas, Mike Canellas, and TJP will take on the Lucha House Party under Tornado Tag Team match. Um, I give that match for the main event a solid A for sure. Uh, I'm going to bring my overall grade for 205 Live to a C+. Um, opening match was blah, and then the squash match was okay. Uh, of course, it's a squash match, but um, good to see Adeo back for sure, and Davari coming at the end. Uh, main event, of course, was just amazing. So uh, give a C plus, but definitely the last match of the night. Definitely give a great rating there. Um, but an overall, really good episode of Two or Five Live. So anxious to see what happens next week with some of these storylines developing, some of these storylines carrying over as we get closer. It will be the go home show for TLC. So overall, great C plus, very good episode of Two or Five Live. We'll see what happens there. Um, guys, stay tuned. I got my Beyond the Curtain hot topic of the night. Why Ross sucks. <laughs> so you guys are not going to be able to want to miss this. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. So hang tight and we will get back to the hot topic in just a moment. All right, guys, so the hot topic for tonight for Beyond the Curtain is why Raw sucks. Give you a quick little review, give my thoughts about that, and uh, get you guys all fired up so you can keyboard warrior away at it. Um, guys, Raw had the lowest rating of its show's history this month, or not only this month, in the show's history this past Monday. You know, uh, average rating of, what was it, 2.285 million? And Raw just had its lowest rating in show's history on October 1st when it drew 2.302 million. So in a span of almost of two months, we've had the two worst Raw rating-wise in the history of the company. Why is that? Well, when you give us crap like Baron Corbin on the show 70% of the time and no compelling, great, wonderful, fantastic storylines other than Rollins and Ambrose, that's going to happen. People are sick and tired of it, man. People are sick and tired of seeing Brock Lesnar as champion. 
I don't blame him. I don't, I'm sick and tired of seeing a part-timer as champion, too. That's why I boycotted Raw five weeks ago. I already jumped off the Titanic, you know, five weeks ago after Crown Jewel when, it's, when I felt that it hit the iceberg. Um, I got on my life preserver boat, and I ran away or floated away. Um, and now people are starting to take up after it. Last week, a lot of people complained about the show on social media, you know, proclaiming that they were boycotting Raw, and then this week happens. And... People spoke loud and clearly. Um, I know it went up against Raw, went up against Monday Night Football like it does between September and December, but to me, it wasn't a compelling matchup. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Redskins, diehard fan. Uh, go ahead and make fun of me without that. I'll take the criticism. I can take it like a man. Um, but I didn't think, I mean, yeah, the Redskins were 6 and 5. The Eagles were 5 and 6. So, I mean, they both needed to win badly to stay in the hunt for the playoffs. It seems like compelling storyline, but when the Redskins lost their starting quarterback, Colt McCoy, or excuse me, Alex Smith, two weeks ago to a severe broken leg, and then Colt McCoy comes in, and it didn't seem like that great of a compelling storyline. The Eagles trying to, you know, not have a Super Bowl hangover, made the playoffs, whatever. By the second quarter, Colt McCoy, the Redskins' backup quarterback, now starting quarterback, got hurt, broke his leg out of the year. So Mark Sanchez, who everybody remembers as the butt fumble guy, came in and he um, he made up for that. He recovered a fumble with his butt. So, kudos to you, Mark. Um, you know, by halftime in the third quarter, the game was just not compelling anymore. The Redskins weren't moving the ball very well because they have a guy that's only been in the offensive system for two weeks and just wasn't a good game. Sloppy game, not a very good game. Sorry, guys, I'm not trying to get on the sports range here, but I'm just trying to prove my case. That it wasn't a very good game, and I don't care if Monday Night Football was, did the best on TV ratings-wise whatever. To me, it just wasn't a compelling game. I'm sure some people turned away from it that were either Redskins fans or non-fans of either team after the third quarter because it's like, man, this show sucks. Or this game sucks. And should have turned into Raw. But it didn't happen. That third hour of Raw, Monday, was the lowest rating hour of the two. Which is saying something. Um, you know, I, I know that people were upset about last week. With Corbin and the horrible storyline, um, you know Ziggler and Rollins always have a fantastic match, but you can't keep having them on the same show every week, forty thousand times to save face for that. Um, I know that Nia Jackson Tamina versus Rousey and Amber Moon ended the show. Not saying that was a good idea or a bad idea. That was blah, whatever. Um, apparently, it was Drew McIntyre appreciation night, and Ziggler somehow infiltrated that and beat up Drew and won and. And did Drew's undefeated streak? Okay. Like, we all knew this feud was going to happen. Just random time to do that. Um, he slated versus Rhino. That was a match. And the loser had to retire or something like that. And Rhino lost. And then apparently after that match during commercial break, he announced his retirement. So, appreciate you, Rhino, for doing all you've done in the wrestling business. Um, happy retirement. You know, you've been a big influence on people in this business. Um, so, it's... Sucks to kind of see you go, but hey, at least you're not on Raw anymore, right? Um, so just, it's not great compelling storylines. Nobody cares about what's going on besides Ambrose and and, and Rollins. You know, our champion doesn't perform, uh, doesn't perform or show up, but once or twice a month, he won't wrestle except for once a month if we're even lucky. So the next time we see, you know, Brock wrestling in the ring will be the Rumble next month, next year, basically, month and a half away in January. God, I hope he loses the belt to somebody so we don't have to see Brock on the main event of WrestleMania again, but that's probably going to happen. 
You know, I just wish this company would give somebody a chance. I know Strowman's hurt, but if he wasn't hurt, give the belt to Strowman. Let him see how he runs with it. You know, I know you guys want to groom these people up so that way they can be championship material, but you can groom them up so much, but you have to actually put the belt on them for them to have a chance. You know, give Strowman the title chance. I know McIntyre is going to be WWE Universal Champion by this time, maybe next year, and he deserves it. He's done great, you know. I thought he was a little too fresh as being the chosen one back in 11 or whatever, or 12, and left, went to the Indies, went to TNA, made a great name for himself, and here he is now, better than ever, really over, and um, a dominant force, and, and should be Universal Champion by the end of next year, for sure. Um, if it was a Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre main event at WrestleMania, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um... But, you know, SmackDown to me, I guess because it's an hour less, but it's just got more compelling storylines. You know, I'm really into this whole Daniel Bryan, new Daniel Bryan thing. Promo-wise, not for the whole Saving the Earth stuff, but not that I don't want to save the Earth, but yeah, different topic for a different day. Um, But he's so good with this new character. Um, The New Day, The Bar, and The Usos, they seem like they're having an 18,000-month feud, but they give great matches. But it's almost like with the Orton, or not with the Orton, but with the uh, uh, Seth Ziggler thing. You can't keep having the same match over and over again and hope it's just going to save the show. But SmackDown wasn't a bad show, so it only made it better. Um, and they had a triple threat match tonight between uh, Xavier and uh, Cesaro and Jay Uso. It was a fantastic match. Um, we didn't. We had a contract signing tonight on SmackDown. It didn't end in a physical car altercation during the, the contract signing between Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Asuka for their match next Sunday at TLC for the SmackDown Women's Championship in a TLC match. First of its kind. That's going to be cool. Um, so Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville got a shocking win because Charlotte and Asuka had a miscommunication, beat each other up after the match, whatever. Um, Orton and his feud is just weird with Ray. I like to see Ray Mysterio back, but it's just weird. Um, and then Orton and Jeff Hardy face off for the 20,000th time, whatever, and Orton won. But I'm anxious to see this Samoa Joe Orton feud because Joe loves to get personal and he's so good at it. You know, he just came out a few with AJ. He talked about AJ's wife, Wendy, and their three or four kids and mentioning their, his daughter so much. Great, great storyline. Great storytelling. And Samoa Joe kind of bringing up Jeff's past addiction, including alcohol addictions and stuff like that. It's, it's great storytelling. And it's a heel work for you. So he's doing his job and doing it well so i'm anxious to see how that feud goes but i hate to give you guys a smackdown review and recount but it just goes to show that i guess maybe with a one hour less and you got to kind of force things into there a little bit and be a little bit quicker i don't know it just it just raw seems very bad and boring very dull you know it happens when you have only one main champion and a tag team champion and a woman's champion on the roster now you're your main world champion and then on top of that just baron corbin made on the show 70 percent of the time turns people off it's not fun it sucks so, you know, the only way Vince is going to be affected by this is his pockets. I don't know what ratings does with his pockets. I'm sure it uh, dwindles down a little bit. But, you know, people got to keep boycotting. Get off the Titanic while it's starting to sink, you know, until a big shakeup happens. And I tell you what, if Matt Hardy became general manager, broken Matt Hardy, not just Matt Hardy, but broken Matt Hardy, I'd watch again. But we got to get to that point. We got to get to a point where Raw is watchable, not where I am killing myself to stay up for three hours or I fall asleep on the couch for an hour and wake up and all of a sudden there's a main event. Like, give me something to watch. SmackDown, I can focus and tune in on that television for two straight hours because I feel like I'm going to miss out on something. I don't get that with Raw. <laughs> I really don't. So, 
hopefully something good happens about that guys um, that's my hot topic for the night you guys definitely give me your feedback on that either on twitter or facebook on facebook you can reach us at beyond the curtain wrestling podcast on twitter it's at beyond without the o and beyond so beyond the curtain uh, you can listen to this on Spotify at Beyond the Curtain Wrestling Podcast. Follow us as you can follow and listen to all sorts of your favorite podcasts and media type devices on that. Uh, like us on Facebook and Twitter. Share this. Um, please follow us. Please comment. Give me your feedback, guys. You know, I'd love to get us engaged where I can answer some questions or I can infiltrate your topic or your comments into a thought that I may have for the next week's show or anything like that. Or you guys help me create a hot topic for the night. You know, anything like that. You know, I need to get these out a little bit quicker than waiting almost a week in between the two um i gotta get better doing that but follow us on those social media platforms guys i just hope everybody's having a great night day evening afternoon hope you guys enjoyed this podcast i can't believe we're on episode four episode five will be coming your way hopefully very shortly not another week where it's the day before 205 live stuff like that we'll see but I appreciate you guys tuning in once again to this week's edition of it. Follow us on social media like the platforms I just mentioned. Leave us a comment what you think, what you liked, what you didn't like. Feedback on everything is important to us. And also share this share this with all your friends and family so we can get some more people into here so we can create a great content for you guys. Um, if you guys missed the announcement a little bit earlier, me and my bud James, who runs the Cheap Heat Wrestling Podcast on OSN, the Outlaw Sports Network, uh, me and him are going to be doing a project in January of 2019, starting the new year regarding sports. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. We're still in the kind of planning process of that. So by the time we finally get something done, we'll make sure to let you guys know for sure. So that way you guys can be on the uh, outlook for that as well. So check out James at Cheap Heat Wrestling Podcast. He's got a fantastic stuff going over there. Very knowledgeable, very cool guy, very down to earth, very friendly. Talks a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> um, no, but he's a cool dude, and um, can't wait to start the new project with him. So appreciate you guys' blessings and positive vibes for that. Um, but once again, guys, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, night, evening, week. And we'll see you guys next week on Beyond the Curtain. <laughs>